after all these years, I've never stopped writing. I still remember many of the letters I've written you and the moments I wish you could have seen. Some things are worth fighting for. Dear Daddy, I learned how to roller skate today. You'd be so proud. I fell down sometimes and skinned my knees, so I tried again and again. I was brave just like you. Hey, Dad. Sorry I haven't ridden in a while. I'm 14 today. Can you believe it? Don't worry, though. No boyfriends. Mom and I are doing well. Sometimes we get lonely, but it's not too bad. Dear Dad, high school graduation. I really wish you were here today. College is just around the corner. I'm staying close to home, though. I figured you'd want me to help keep an eye on Mom. Dear Dad, today I married the man of my dreams. He reminds me of you. He's gentle yet strong. He loves serving me, and he can make me laugh all the time, just like you could. Granddaddy went ahead and walked me down the aisle, said that you'd be proud of me. It was a wonderful day seeing so many friends. We talked about you a lot and how we wished you were here. Oh, Daddy, I love coming to visit you. This time, I brought someone else, your granddaughter. I tell her about you all the time. We talk about the letters I write you and that maybe she can write you too someday. Yesterday, she told me she'd love to meet you. So I pulled her close, hugged her tight, and told her about how some things in this world are worth fighting for, even dying for. Love always, your daughter. I know that's a, a tearjerker uh, video there. I see the tears in your eyes. So um, we do want to take a moment to um, just acknowledge those who really have sacrificed to our uh, military. And I know we're a little smaller today. I think a lot of people are on vacation, and that's just great. But um, is there anybody here who is currently serving in the military? If, you, if so, could you stand? OK, anybody who has ever served in the military, could you stand? OK. Got a few. Let's give them a hand. And then anybody else who has a uh, immediate family member who is serving as well, could you stand? Anybody else we got? A few more, yeah. So we just want to uh, walk alongside you and recognize that you have a family member serving as well and, and uh, what that's like. So. That video really rings home, doesn't it? So let's give him a hand. Well, I know Memorial Day is one of those days where we recognize those who have uh, sacrificed uh, their time and their hearts and 
sometimes a lot of their family time, like you saw in the video, and sometimes their very lives. And um, we are deeply grateful for that. Um, I know um, I like to, when I'm at Burger King or Walmart or something, if I see somebody in military clothes, I love to stop them and just thank them for what they're doing and uh, just acknowledge the sacrifice that they really are making. Um, I'm curious that if anybody here knows the original name of Memorial Day. It didn't used to be called that. Do you know what it used to be called? What was that? Remembrance Day? That's maybe close. Decoration Day. It was called Decoration Day. And uh, the reason it was called that was because um, way back during the Civil War in 1861 to 1865, the women of the South would, um, along with children, would go to the graveyards and decorate the memorials there. And so that was originally called Decoration Day. And it wasn't until 1967 that it actually officially got changed to Memorial Day. So today is a day to remember. And I know in the middle of cookouts and Memorial Day sales, shopping, and things like that, it may be easy to forget. And so today we're going to take a little time to remember. Um, Webster's definition of a memorial is this, something such as a monument or holiday intended to celebrate or honor the memory of a person or an event. We do have a hard time remembering things, even little things. We like tie a string on your finger to remind yourself. We have our date books and our calendars and our, our uh, iPhones and we put things in there so we can remember. And, and uh, we sure hope our parents will remember us in their will and we want to be remembered. And so I thought today it might be important for us to take a memory test to uh, test our memory and see how it's going. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna flash a picture up on the screen and it's got 10 little pictures on it and it's only gonna be up there for three seconds. Are you counting, Glenn? Three seconds. And it's gonna flash up there for three seconds and go off and we're gonna see how many things you can remember. Okay, because it's a test. Are you ready, set, go. One, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, ding! <laughs> okay, we're just going to do this as a group. What can you tell me what was up there? Cross. Cross. Rainbow. Rainbow. Heart. Name tag. Bread. What? Cactus. Bread. Man with a ball and a chain. <laughs> I think we said bottle of wine. We're up to eight. What? Bob, can't forget Bob. What about Bob? Bread. We got bread. Like a little bottle of booze. We got the bottle of wine. Uh, this one's really important too. There's one left. We got cross. Bible. <laughs> the Bible. We got to have that one. Okay, so all of those things that we just remembered are hints of the things that God wants us to remember. Okay. Um, all through scripture, that word remember, if you go do a word search on remember, it just shows up everywhere through scripture and there's a whole lot of it in the Old Testament. So I'm gonna just take a little flash through some scripture of things that, well, what is it that we're supposed to be remembering? What is it that God wants us to remember? So let's take a look at a couple of verses real quick. Um, this is in Genesis. When the rainbow is in the clouds, I saw one just the other day, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature and of all flesh that is on the earth. 
Remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, that's that ball and chain, for by a strong hand the Lord brought you out of this place. Next. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that would be the cactus, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. Next. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from old. They remembered that God was their rock, the most high God, their redeemer. And he said, Jesus, this is from the, the guy who was on the, the thief on the cross next to Jesus when he died who said this, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. When therefore he was raised from the dead, Jesus, that is, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. And then in Exodus 3.13, this is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. And that's, that's God saying, I want you to remember my name. So there are also other places in scripture where, just a lot of them, where different people, individuals, just said remember me. They wanted to be remembered by name. And in scripture will come along and say, God remembered Noah, God remembered Abraham, he remembered Isaac. Jacob, Samson, Hannah, Hezekiah, David, and here's some I've never heard of hardly, Tobiah, Sinbalit, Noadiah. Those guys made it in the Bible. Their name was recorded in scripture. We all want to re be remembered by name and for who we really are and what our true character is. Um, my dad uh, passed away a couple years ago, but before he passed away, he had a slow decline with dementia, a vascular dementia. And, but before he died, he had really gotten to the point where he couldn't, he would babble, but he couldn't really communicate and make any complete sentences or make any sense at all. And, um, you know, maybe one clear sentence a week. And um, I went out to see him out in Champaign, Illinois, and I went into the nursing home and I thought, you know, I'm gonna test him to see if he even recognized me and would know who I am. And I, I went up to my dad and I got real close to his face and, and I said, do you know who I am? And he looked at me and he had this confused look and he strained and then he said, you mean you don't know? <laughs> so that was my dad. <laughs> that was his one clear sentence that week. <laughs> We all want to be remembered by name. And God is no different. It seems that he doesn't want us to forget. He doesn't want us to have spiritual dementia, spiritual Alzheimer's and forgetting who he is and what he has done for us and the story that he's writing in our lives to redeem us. God is often working um, through people. If you think about your own life and um, kind of who has touched your life and who has represented someone that has given you a taste of the character of God. You know, he works and lives and breathes through, through his people, through the hearts of his people. There are people who have, who have birthed us spiritually. Uh, I have people in my life who really um, played significant roles that uh, birthed life in me spiritually and helped draw me to Christ. And if you think about that in your own life, in your own story, like who has helped you grow, who has helped you bloom, who has helped you, um, who, who believed in you? 
Who is there for you to uh, just make a mark? Years ago, I read this book called The Tribute by Dennis Rainey. Anybody read it? The Tribute? It's an older book. It's now out of print, but you can go get it on Amazon if you're interested. But it's a great book that tells you kind of how to honor people, not after they've passed away, but now, and emphasizing how we don't really take the time to honor and to pay tribute to those who have sacrificed and given to us uh, day in and day out or throughout our lives. And, and this book has a kind of unique and creative ways of how you can do a tribute for someone important to you. Um, when my parents um, had their 50th wedding anniversary, all of us kids, there were eight of us in my family, we decided we were gonna do this kind of creative exercise they had in this book, uh, um, making a tribute to my parents for their 50th wedding anniversary. And so one of my brothers wrote a song and played it on the guitar for them, and um, one of my brothers told a short, short story that was uh, pretty cool, because he's a writer type. And another sister had a show and tell, and she showed this little dress my mom had made her and what that meant to her when she was a kid. And what I did for mine was I wrote them this little poem. And so I thought I would read a little, some of it. It's, it was too long to share all of it, but I thought I would read this. This was my tribute to them um, that day at uh, Lake Shawnee in Topeka, Kansas, when they had their 50th wedding anniversary. Giving tribute to my mom and dad is the best thing I've ever had to do. Many memories fill up in my mind. Growing up in this family has been one of a kind. Not so many families can boast of having 10, except here and there every now and then. What kind of parents would do such a thing? Eight kids just makes your head want to ring. Well, let me tell you some stories to answer the question and put some clarification to all this congestion. How to organize the troops was often quite a feat. But mom and dad did just that, something no one could repeat. I remember dad whistling when it was time for dinner, and all of us kids raced home to see who'd be the winner. Each place at the table had our very young glass with our initial painted on it with class. Whose turn to set the table? Whose turn to do the dishes? These things I volunteered for, my mom only wishes. Mom is the most patient woman I know. Behind her back, I've told many people so. She often came to my room at night to rub my back and say my prayers as we turned out the light. Sometimes she asked me to wash the windows or wax the floor. Of course, I would always beg to do even more. <laughs> Cooking and sewing and laundry, she did. Oh, how I wish I were just still a kid. And then there's my dad, shared with the other seven. I'll bet he often wished he could just go to heaven. You see, he was a pastor, which for me just spelled disaster. <laughs> Juggling his family with the needs of the congregation, I'm sure it was hard to keep the segregation. Then Sunday at noon, sitting all around the kitchen table, my dad and us kids consumed more laughter than we were able. Many memories are there that I hold with gratitude that now have an impact on my current attitude. For 50 years is a very long time for two to be together through good times and laughter and even stormy weather. So my question for you is, who would you wanna pay tribute to today? On this Memorial Day, we often just think of military, but I'm inviting you to think much broader than that and bigger than that of who in your life has sacrificed for you, who has given to you in a way that has made impact. 
So there is a card in the back of a chair near you, and I'm gonna ask you to do a little exercise here. And it says remembering at the top, and there should be some pencils or pens in the bottom of the pocket there. <laughs> Try and find one near you. And I'd like you to pick a person out in your mind and write down that person's name on that card. And then I'd like you to write a specific memory. There may be some qualities you liked about them, but is there a specific memory that's attached to that? in a way that, that you go, this is what I wanna remember about them today. This person could be living, they could be dead, um, either way is fine, um, but I wanted to, you to take just a moment and we're gonna have a little, Michael, are you out here? Where's Michael? I don't know where he went. Well, oh, there you are, <laughs> there you are. Michael's gonna come and just play another uh, chorus of that verse that, that I remember and just give you a moment to do that and it's kind of a little bit of a silent spot with some music to let you honor that person and write their name and a specific memory that you wanna honor about them. Okay, I know some of you may still be writing, but I want to tell you what we, we'd like to do with these. Um, we want to have a little space to just uh, honor some of these people, and we're going to have a little bit of an open microphone time, so we're going to have uh, some space for you to help do this message together. And I know some people aren't microphone people, and you don't really want to do that, so here, here's a couple things I'm going to throw out to you today to do. Um, in a little bit, we're gonna have Barry walk the microphone around and you can just raise your hand if you think, I would really like to honor this person publicly and just share a, a little uh, one minute memorial. In other words, kind of like you know, in a minute, what you'd like to just say about this person and a memory that you have and uh, allow us to all share in, in honoring that person. And if you're not comfortable doing that, you know, the, the other thing we'd like to offer is to, um, when we go to lunch, ask each other, what was your person that you wanted to honor today and hear their story at lunch? You know, just one-on-one, -on -one, you wanna share it with somebody. And then thirdly, 
Um, if you don't want to do either one of those, then we're just encouraging you to, when you leave here today, maybe you really do take the time to write that special letter or do something creative for them. You know, write, write them a poem or send them some flowers or, you know, uh, take the time to really say the words that really have the impact of what they did for you in your life. And too often those words get unspoken and, um, I know many, many stories when people have passed away and they never got the opportunity to say the things they really wanted to say. So, um, so um, in order to kind of loosen you up and get you going with the sharing for those who might want to, um, we videotaped a few kids last week or two weeks ago and we thought we'd share a few of those and then we'll kind of let you do the same thing. So if kids can do it, we can do it, right? My mom and dad helped me with my math homework to get gooder grades. They can do it, we can do it. So Barry, this is Barry Brown. And he is gonna kind of run the microphone, so we're not gonna make you come up here. But if you have one you'd like to share and you'd like to honor someone publicly and do that in a minute, so we'll just, he's gonna be the runner. So why don't you say your name first, the person you're gonna honor, and then your kind of one minute memorial. Okay, my name is Jasmine Billman. Huh? Okay. <laughs> uh, my name is Jasmine Billman, and I want to honor my mother. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was little, and my dad died six years ago of AIDS. And my mom took me to the funeral, and uh, during the service, uh, I was weeping, and she was comforting me. And in the middle of it, her stomach growled, and we went from weeping to laughing, hoping no one would notice. So that's the memory I have. Thank you. I don't need no stinking mic. All right, <laughs> Stephen Hahn, and uh, my friend Jan Nice is a social worker, and she uh, wasn't even my social worker, but helped me get insurance to save my leg and my life, and even more so, was just a incredible advocate for people when she didn't get sick herself and had to retire, and just created so many great things for people with traumatic brain injury in Colorado. And I just talked to her yesterday and my heart was overflowing and I, I just glad we're doing this. Right on. Thank you, Steve. Hi, my name is Don Gabinski and I wanna honor my friend Margaret Ryan who uh, just uh, died, uh, it'll be six months ago this coming Tuesday. Uh, I brought her out here last year. It was uh, one of the last trips she ever got to take, and I took her up to one of the casinos up in uh, Blackhawk, and we're playing, and she went to the restroom. She comes out, she found $100 in the restroom, and this poor woman, <laughs> this poor woman had very little money. She lived with a friend of mine, had very little money to her name. She could have kept that money for herself and used it for food or whatever to take care of herself. And she gave it to me because she loved me so much and she wanted to repay me for bringing her out here. And 
I just, that, that's a very good memory I have, and I love her very much. And happy birthday, Margaret. I love you. Thank you. Way in the back. Oh. Michael, were you wanting to do one too? Since Barry walked all the way back here. Today, Paul and I wanted to remember, uh, my husband and I wanted to remember Gary Reddish oh. because we were, reminded, we were reminded of his little update in the bulletin this morning. But Gary, we had the honor of Gary Reddish marrying us when he, um, before he had um, the strong effects of Alzheimer's. And he really believed in our marriage. And that made a huge impact in our life and our spiritual walk. And he also um, called us later that evening because remember, Barry, or Gary has Alzheimer's. He called us later that evening and left a message at the Brown Palace to let us know that we weren't really married because he forgot to have us sign our marriage license. So, <laughs> so today we remember Gary both in love and laughter because he provided both of that for all of us. Hey, I'd just like to remember uh, my beautiful bride and my mom um just because they sacrifice so much and they don't get remembered publicly very often and uh, as a teacher i get thank you cards from my students and stuff like that but uh, she sacrifices her sanity sometimes <laughs> for these guys but uh, my mom gave up so much and my wife gave up her career so she could just you know be with our kids and she doesn't get remembered publicly so that's what i would remember Hi, I'm Paula. I want to give thanks to my parents. I got adopted at 36, and they loved me. I wasn't the best child. I was doing drugs, and they still loved me and adopted me. I've always wanted to have parents. And, um, and they made sacrifices for me like I was their very own. Thank you. Straight back. <laughs> oh, never mind. I can't do it. Oh. Okay, I'll just do it really quick. <laughs> that's, that's Megan. <laughs> Hi. Um, I want to thank my, my husband and remember him because he sacrificed so much for my family. And recently he rubbed, I, I just have on here that he rubbed William's neck. And um, that means a lot because my son William's 22 and he has schizophrenia and mm. he has a really hard time falling asleep. Mm. And so I took him in every night, but we were at a hotel and the guys had one room and girls had another and I just didn't even have the strength and to go in there one more time. And so I asked him if he would rub his neck and, and he did. <laughs> it's just way huger than it sounds. <laughs> so That's great. Thanks. <laughs> Down here. Hi. Um, I'm Christian, and I put on here that I wanted to remember um, 
like, man, if I hold that, it just seems weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Christian. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> we'll just, I, I'll remember. Remember, it said one I minute memorial. I wanted to remember uh, my kids, the students I'm not going to be working with. I, I don't know about anybody else, but when I hear that, I get what's called graduation goggles. If anybody that's seen How I Met Your Mother, you know, like, those are those things where, like, you may hate the thing that you're, like, that's ending, but then it comes to an end, and you just start like thinking about mm -hmm. everything. So uh, I'm in a change where I'm not going to be teaching anymore, and uh, um, I do want to remember my students because I put how much and how often God used them to show me His love for all His children through my love for them. Um, I had one thing that stood out when I walked up to talk to another student. And I asked him why he was kind of not playing on the playground. And he was in trouble. And he said, I don't want to tell you because you'll leave me. And uh, um, it jumped to the end of Revelation where it says, nothing impure will ever enter the, the heaven, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, um, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I it just broke for my student because I wanted to show him like he didn't he didn't want me to leave but his shame didn't want to be open and I think that the shame is what keeps us from being open keeps us from wanting to go to God and it just made me think about how much God loves regardless of that and he wants to say like y you feel this way but no look like your name is written here you, you may think that you're outside, but your name's written here. And so I just want to remember my students, I guess. Let's take another, another two minutes, and then we'll wrap it up. Another two minutes. I'll come to you. Nice. Um, growing up, I didn't have a real strong father figure um, in my house until... Um, I kind of got involved in a youth ministry and um, the, the youth pastor there, Chris Johnson, and their family kind of adopted me. Um, and for the first time in my life, I was able to see the love of Christ in a man. And I had never seen that before. Um, and and I, I, I firmly believe that I'm standing here, you know, worshiping with you all this morning because of this man. His name was Chris Johnson. Um, and, and he really... Um, you know, growing up, and, and maybe there's some guys out there that can relate to this, but growing up, you may have a great dad or you may not, and you, you ask and, you know, God for, for something to show you the love of Christ, how, how a man loves. And, um, you know, God blessed me with that opportunity. And, mm. um, yeah, Chris Johnson, I'd like to remember him today. That's great. How about one more? One more? Oh, <laughs> no, you can is this a setup? no, it's not us. No, it's not, it's not. I don't it's know not. what he's going to say. Hi, I'm Bill Fortune. I'm married to the lovely Francis. And uh, I'd love to recognize my father, who was a World War II vet and fought in the South Pacific and is deceased. And uh, a couple of quick stories. Way back early on, we were, I grew up in Boston. We were Catholic. And my mother was what I called the Holy Terror. But she made sure we went to church every Sunday. And... Mm -hmm. So I used to say, well, little boy, about five or six, I said, Mom, how come 
when does dad go to church? Because my dad never went to church, but I didn't know it. And she, oh, your dad went to the milkman's mass. And I said, what's that? That's a mass that is at uh, 5 a.m. So, of course, I'm sleeping at 5 a.m., and I'm never awake by 6 or 6.30. So it was the milkman's mass. And, uh, my dad was just, just the greatest guy with a heart of gold and the most loving. And he had Christ in his heart. Maybe he didn't know it. Maybe he did, but he never told me about it. Fast forward. Um, 45 plus years, he's getting on in years in his 80s. And I was worried, I wanted, you know, I, I found Jesus, I wanted him in the worst way, it beat in heaven with me, Dad, I want you to be there with me. So I said, I can't chance this. So I had bought him a Bible, and then uh, I used to put little stickies on certain verses that I'd wanted him to read, and, he, and, uh, and I'd go visit him, he was in Boston, I lived in Tennessee at the time, and I'd, um, and I would, uh, walk out there with his Bible with him. We'd sit down in the sun, a beautiful place, a little setting at my sister's, his house. And uh, I'd say, Dad, you reading your Bible? Yeah, 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 I'm reading it. Uh, you like those verses? I like, yeah, I like them a lot. Um, and then I'd get kind of embarrassed and I'd say, do you believe in Jesus and you love him? Yeah, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I really do, I do, I read this. I said, okay, Dad. So, to my father, I'll see you in heaven, Father. Thank you. Thanks, thank you to all of you who shared. And uh, for those of you who didn't, again, we encourage you to share, share your story at lunch and also to take the time in your life to really speak those words or do something creative. Um, some people have written things and made a little wall plaque out of them and given it to people and things like that. Um, but to pay tribute to those who you would want to honor who have, have given you life and um, just sacrificed for you. You know, when you go to a, a graveside or a cemetery, uh, you typically see a couple things. And one of those is the stone with their name on it. And the other is often flowers. And um, so today, when you come to communion, um, we're gonna have you go through communion and there's some stones up here and we're gonna have you grab one of those stones and take it back with you after you take communion. Take it back with you and hold it. And then at the benediction, we're gonna tell you what to do with that. Uh, but there was a verse up there that we read that says, God is my rock. And as you go through communion, you can think of him as your rock and honoring those who have also portrayed his love to you. So on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body broken for you. In the same way, he took the cup and he poured it saying, take and drink. This is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. There's a verse that says, there is no greater love than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus truly was the ultimate sacrifice. And at the cross, we experience death with him, and at his resurrection, we experience life with him. We remember the one who died, and we remember the one who lived. So when you come to the table this morning, um, you can take a piece of the bread and tear it off and dip it in the cup. And when you're done with communion, you can take a rock. And there's a verse in Hebrews where um, it says this. Here's something God wants to remember. I will remember their sin and their lawless deeds no more. So what he wants to remember is your selfishness, your forgetfulness, your pride, no more. So come to the table and 
receive his forgiveness and acknowledge both he and the ones who have poured into you and will honor them. So you can come forward and take a piece of the bread. I guess I said that, dip it in the cup. If for some reason you do not want to take communion today, you're still welcome to come forward and grab one of the rocks and take it back with you. Life and now we come, everyone. Okay, well, there's this verse in John 12, 24 that says this, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So here's a piece of fruit. And it's this apple, and I'm about to sacrifice it, okay? <laughs> so, um, you know, the thing about fruit is inside there are more seeds. And if I cut open this uh, apple here, I guess my other mic is on. I don't need this one. <laughs> I don't need two. Stereo. Stereo. I can cut this apple open, and I can count the number of seeds in here. And if I pull out one of these seeds, and I can take this seed and plant it, and who knows how many apples would come out of it. So someone has planted a seed in you, and it was ultimately Jesus. Every time you had a touch through another person, it was ultimately his life that was being planted in you. And now he's saying, now take that seed and plant it in someone else. So as you go here today, we have a little um, final kind of way to honor as we leave here. And that is two things. I said, when you, when you go to the cemetery, there are two things. There's a stone and there's flowers. So what I want you to do with your stone is we're having our picnic out on the patio and you can actually go right out this door and at the end of the ramp, you can go right out to the right and right out in the patio there. And there's a water fountain out on the patio and Barry is gonna be out there by that water fountain just to the right of it with some markers to write the name or names of the person or persons you wanna honor today, living or dead, and put it in the little memorial, living memorial we have out there, like living stones. We're called to be a living sacrifice so that we uh, continue to pour out our lives and give to others. And then secondly, there's gonna be a gardener out there, and his name is Stephen, right here in the green hat, and uh, he has some seeds that are flowers that each one of you, he's gonna give each one of you a seed to plant in our little flower garden, and it's also to the right of the fountain out there, and so you can plant your seed out there, and the seed is representative of both the life that you've been giving, and now you're planting that seed that will now bloom in other people. So um, Stephen will have the seeds, and you can take your rock out to Barry, and if you can stay for lunch, we would love you to do that. Um, what we're going to do is we have a, a suggestion donation basket out there and hey if you can give a little extra that's great because we always have some that can't afford to donate anything and we would love to have you come if you can't donate anything and just come and join us for lunch anyway and so we invite you to do that. And then also there are prayer um, ministers down here. If you would like to pray with someone, maybe today's service kind of stirred up something for you and you'd like to pray about something with them, you can do that as well. And then if you have kids, you, um, some of them are in here and some of them are downstairs. You may want to go get them because this is kind of a cool thing to do with kids, to do the memorial out there and the tribute out there. And so we invite you to do that together. So... Um, so anything else? Let's close in prayer. Let me pray for us. Father, um, 
We thank you just for your incredible, your incredible sacrifice. Uh, the God of this universe, the God of the whole heavens and earth that has laid down his, your life for us in a way that um, if we really grasp that, if we really see who you are clearly, that uh, we just become filled up, filled up with your love and filled up with a desire to, to give and to love others in the same way. And Lord, um, war is such an ugly, terrible thing and it can be so confusing because there are people on the other side of the world that probably have their sons and daughters praying for their safety and as their dads or moms are in the military. And how do you make sense of all that? Lord, um, I think we're all your kids and we're all really meant to lay down our lives in love and um, that eventually you are gonna make us all one. And so Lord, we look to you as the source of love and ask that you continue to live in and through our lives to touch one another. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.